And we're back with another edition of Planet Philly. Nick Earnshaw, Jen McGraw, Jason Joseph. We took a little bit of a vacation. I feel like it was a week off, I guess. We were all pretty, we had pretty busy schedules. I can't lie. Everyone had their own thing going on. But hey, we're back with another episode. And, you know, a couple of days ago, our weekend, we had a pretty fun weekend, the Planet Philly pod crew. So I'm excited. We're going to talk about that at length. Uh, before the end of the episode, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. But as I mentioned, Jen McGraw, Jason Joseph, I'm Nick Earnshaw. So we're going to get it rolling here on Planet Philly. Uh, you know, also before we get going, I want to make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and all the socials at Planet Philly Pod. And our Gmail is at Planet Philly Pod at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us. Without further ado, we're going to have to talk about these Eagles. I mean, they made a trade that I think Jen's been waiting not one, not two, not three, a very long time for. Jen's very excited about this. I kind of am, too. He was a dis- disaster, a disaster uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles since he was drafted. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has been traded out of town. He is now a Seattle Seahawk. Uh, th- th- this trade, not a shock. I mean, he was pulled off of the field uh, at training camp before this trade was happened. So people thought maybe he was going to be cut. No, he was traded um, for, for another uh, defensive back from Seattle. So Jen, I'm going to get you started with this because uh, you know, Ortega Whiteside, he's been a pretty big disappointment. Uh, A lot of expectations was taken over DK Metcalf, if you remember. So very interesting. He's going to Seattle play with DK Metcalf. Now made the transition, put on some weight to tight end. Jen, your first reaction when you saw this trade? Well, my very first reaction when I saw this trade was um, I saw it from the Eagles app that they they traded for the defensive back from Seattle. And the second that I saw that, I screenshotted it. I sent it to our group chat and I said, JJ or yeah, JJaw is gone. Um, you know, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, to me, either it would have been him or Jalen Reger, but obviously Jalen Reger is still competing for a spot on this team because our tight end room and our wide receiver room is getting way too competitive. I mean, we have Devontae Smith, obviously AJ Brown. We, you know, we, we know the song and dance. Um, and especially after our first preseason game, now we're trying to cut down um, and make them final adjustments for the 53 man roster. So, um, you know, it, it just made a lot of sense. Um, and again, credit to Howie for a sensational off season. And this obviously being the icing on the cake because we need competitors. This Eagles team this season, it feels like fingers crossed. No, you know, not, not jinxing anything, but it feels like they're really ready to compete and they can't have, you know, like half decent quality athletes, you know, they, we need, we need a strong wide receiver room. We need to fix some of these issues that we had last season. And if it means trading away, JJ, Arcega Whiteside, you know, so be it. Uh, no, obviously no hard feelings, but it's just, it's all about, you know, having that strong offensive line that kind of was, was a little shaky last season. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, you know, it was time. It was time to move on from Arthago Whiteside. That project's over and done with. The Eagles are very, very, very much in the right here to move on. Get it, you know, get a defensive back in Ugo Amadi. I don't know much about him. I know he plays in the nickel in the slot a lot. That's about all I know about him. Um, he, you know, I've read some things Seahawks fans were saying, yeah, he, 
he has some potential, but he's kind of not been the best cornerback. I mean, you're getting him for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So, you know, there's upside there. I've seen that's the word that's been thrown around a lot. Uh, it's been written about him, a lot of upside. So, you know, you can't fault Howie Roseman for going out and getting a young defensive back, you know, adding some depth to to a secondary that, you know, at safety as well, you play a little bit there. Um all right, I, I'm, I'm for it. I, I think it's a good move. Jason, um, getting rid of our Thigga White side, he's gone now. Um, it, he needed a change of scenery at some point. I, he has he just not transitioned from college to the NFL. Oh, it was great at Stanford, very good at Stanford. But since he came to the NFL, um, just has not performed up to expectations. Well, first of all, I just have to say hi to the both of you. Um, you, you know, you know, this weekend was a lot of fun and, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I know, I know, I know that we're going to talk more about it, but I just, I just had to say, hi, you guys are the best. And, uh, I, I always love coming on here. Oh, it's the best um, when you're on. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> oh man. But, but, but no, just getting down to business, J. Jaw had to go. And I was actually very shocked that. First of all, how he did this now. And the other thing, like, I didn't think that Jay Draw was going to have a lot of value at all. And the fact that they actually did end up getting somebody for him, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. And, uh, and, and safety was like one of the positions where I would, I would make the argument that was like the weakest sort of position on the Eagles. You can just take whatever you can from him. Um, you know, if he's gonna, if he's eventually gonna, gonna be that guy, which I really, I don't think a lot of people see. You know, it's it's just good to take a chance on it, but it it also can't hurt. It, it also can't hurt either. So, I think that he's gonna help out. Uh, you know, give more depth to the safeties, and I think that that, if anything, was a benefit for the Eagles. Yeah, I, I think so. And and the word that just keeps being thrown around is upside. I mean, that's all you can get uh, for a guy like JJ at this point uh, in his career. What he's done ha- hasn't performed very well. Um, so yeah, I mean, they they get a player with some upside. Not nothing wrong with that. Instead of just cutting cutting Whiteside, you know, you get you get something back for him that that can't hurt. Especially you know, injuries happen throughout the season. You can't have too much depth. They get a young player who possibly can can get in the rotation. He, even he can play on special teams. You give him an opportunity oh, yeah. on special teams. I think he can contribute there, and he did contribute a little bit with the Seahawks uh, last season. So you know, definitely a, a good move for Howie. I, I think this this helps the Eagles a little bit, and you. Know, we move on from Ortega Whiteside. That experiment is now over. But you know, now I want to I want to transition a little bit. You know, talking about the Eagles, we know you know training camps coming down to a close. You know, only a couple more preseason games left, and that and then we get the start of the season. Everyone's fantasy teams are getting ready uh, too, so that that'll be starting. I will have fantasy talk on here as well. But I want to switch gears to the Diamond. I want to talk about the Phillies. Um, you know, they they lose two or three to the Mets, but. They hung with the Mets. They hung with the Mets. And, you know, we have a story. We'll talk about the Mets later on in the show. Uh, we'll get to that as well. But, you know, they they, they swept the Nationals. Uh, they go in, take two or three against the Marlins at home. Uh, they compete very well with the Mets. They show that, hey, they, they can they can perform against, you know, a, a, a caliber of opponent that, that's top tier in the league right now. I mean, 
what are you going to do against Jacob deGrom? Aaron Nola pitched a gem as well. So, I mean, it was a playoff-type atmosphere, and there will be more opportunities down the line. Um, but, they, hey, they showed they're a good team this year. That, that's what they shot at me. This is a real team. The Phillies are a real team, and they're going to compete. So, Jen, are we all in? There are, do we like? I, I don't think it's a question. They should make the playoffs. We're not going to see another September collapse. Do you think? I, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I don't see a collapse in September like we've seen the past few years. Are we all in? You know, I want to say yes. I I do want to say I'm I'm going to say yes. I am going to say okay. yes first right. and foremost. Um, okay. It's it's there's no there's not a, a reasonable doubt in my voice. Um. It's just with Philly sports, you can very much your hopes up and then like the Phillies are onto something special this year. If not this year, I, I don't see why not next year they go out and they have a fantastic and even, probably an even better year. Um, Cause this year they showed, they showed a lot of growth, um, especially from last year, especially even from the beginning of the season when they had a lot of issues. Um, and then they, they turn around, you know, around Ish, mid-ish season, I guess you could say, and then they come to be this te- they t- the team that they are, excuse me. Um, and then, like you said, they hang on with the Mets, which gives them a little bit of, like you said, playoff action, but it gives them a little taste of what to expect come September and October when they're really down the wire with playing in these kind of playoff atmospheres and when the games start to, not that they don't matter now, but start to really matter. And that's where we've seen in years past but the Phillies kind of start to crumble, but having this experience now, having showing the fans that they can really hang on now is going to kind of keep, keep our, keep our spirits up just a little longer than, you know, in years past, but especially if not this year, next year, I wouldn't see any reason to not be in all, all in on the Phillies. Yeah. I, 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 I this is a different year. I, you can just tell this year's there, there's something different about this team. Um, just, and then you're going to get Bryce back probably in early September. You're adding another piece to that lineup. Schwarber will be back. He's not going to be out too much longer, I believe. But Jason, uh, you know, Ranger Suarez out dueling Max Scherzer. I mean, that's something you don't really see. Uh, I, if the Phillies go into to the playoffs, I think Schwar- it, Ranger ha- probably is your third guy. Ranger after Wheeler, after Nola, it's probably Ranger. You know, you have Syndergaard who could give you extended innings as well as Gibson. They've pitched pretty well. But, Jason, I, I think when you have a guy like Ranger Suarez outdoing Max Scherzer, I mean, it just makes you feel a little different about this team, especially when you're coming down the stretch here late, going into late August, early September into October. Yeah, well, I think that you said it best. Ranger has Ranger has certainly earned his role as being that third starter. And when you're going toe-to-toe with Max Scherzer and you both go seven innings and you only give up four hits and one earned run, that to me says a lot about his competitiveness and it says a lot about what he can do on the mound when the pressure is coming to him. And let's not also forget, this was in New York. It wasn't like it was even in Philly. So it was a tone setter to me. And it also was just a, that whole series to me was kind of like, you you kind of like measure yourself to the Mets kind of. Uh, I don't really know how else to put it. I, you know, it's kind of like a tape measure sort of a thing. And just to like see like where you are compared to the Mets. And I thought that the Phillies were right there. 
I really did. Um, unfortunately, on Sunday, they lost, and the defense wasn't so good. Zach Wheeler didn't have his best stuff. It wasn't all his fault, but the bats, the bats didn't show up, and yeah, like, okay, like, you're going up against DeGrom, you're going up against Bassett, you're going up against Scherzer, you're going up against these top three pitchers who are all arguably top 10 pitchers in baseball, and 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 you just laid an egg. But the, the thing that really stood out to me was how were they going to respond last night? And they respond, they scored. Not only did they score one run, but they scored more than one run. They ended up scoring four runs, and they beat the Reds. Can they take care of business and beat the Reds, you know, take the series two out of three or sweep them three out of three and then, you know, win the series against the Mets? That is what is going to be something that I'm going to be looking for. How do you respond after that series? Yeah, I listen, I think that's a great point. After the Red Series, you know, they, they won game one. I mean, we're still in the midst of the series now at the time of this recording, but you come into a big weekend against the Mets once again, and you're playing four games because you have the doubleheader. I believe it's on Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday they have that doubleheader. So, I, I listen, it's going to be a fun weekend if you're going to see the Phillies and the Mets. Uh, no, no doubt about it in my mind. So, you know, hopefully – Hopefully they, they can get it rolling uh, once again, again, against these Mets. So that that's, that's what I'm going to be looking for, but Hey, the Phillies, I, I think most of us, I think all three of us are in agreement that we're all in this season. This is a different feel, a different franchise. Um, you know, the Mets and the Braves, I mean, some, you're in the best division, probably in baseball, arguably. I mean, you have three teams that are probably going to make it into the postseason. That's just how it is. Sometimes that's how it goes. Um, but the six, uh, the 60 plus win Phillies, I mean, got to give them a lot of credit at this point in the year. Now I want to switch gears. You know, we're still in August still, it's still summer, but like, I can't wait for fall. We got Eagles football. Philly's probably in the postseason again. And the 76ers, they're going to be back too. I mean, we can't forget about those 76ers. And listen, we already know they're going to be playing in some primetime games. They're, they're starting opening night against the Boston Celtics. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I, I'm so excited, so excited that they're going to open up the season against the Boston Celtics. That is going to be phenomenal. They're also, that's October 18th, so October 20th, they're going to open the season against the Milwaukee Bucks. And then on Christmas, on Christmas, we get basketball. And on Christmas Eve, we get Eagles-Cowboys. So we get we get Eagles-Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and then... And then we get the Sixers and the New York Knicks. Oh, oh, I can't wait for that. In the garden, in the garden, in the garden. I can't wait for Joel and B, James Harden, possibly Kevin Durant, possibly Kevin Durant in the garden against uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, I'm excited for uh, this this uh, entire entire uh, fall schedule and slate of, of sports we're going to have. Jen, uh, your first reaction to, to my whole spiel I just gave about the Sixers schedule in the fall uh, upcoming for Philly sports. You know, I'm excited, but I did not realize, I mean, not yet. Cause I mean, you know, busy week, we're all, we all got stuff going on. I did not realize the October 20th game is going to be on my birth or is actually on my birthday. So oh, that that's even pretty better. cool as well. Oh, oh my God. Um, I, think so we, that's I, sick. I think, I think we might have plans now that day. I think we might have plans now that day. Planet might I have mean, to go I'm on another saying. field trip. Planet Philly I mean, might be, have to go on. Yeah. 
<laughs> that, um, but no, I was going to say first, first reactions, because I saw a tweet saying, um, you know, Eagles versus Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and then Sixers on Christmas Day, and six, or the NBA has always been a Christmas, you know, Christmas Day, watching is going to be, you know, it's always a good time, and then just like Thanksgiving for the NFL, but having this holiday season for Philadelphia sports. I just, I love it. Like it's, it's our, it's our time to shine. It's just don't, you know, no pun intended, but please don't drop the ball. Like please keep (laughs) us, you know, uh, please keep us, keep us strong, especially in these primetime games, but it's going to be exciting. I mean, not even just for, you know, the Eagles, which I am of course a big fan of, but watching the Sixers, um, you know, hopefully watching the Phillies tear it up in, in postseason. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I had to get that whole birthday thing out there. That is like that <laughs> another planet Philly field, a field trip. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be something. Be it, it might, oh, it yeah. might have to be, it might have to be another field trip. We're going to have to figure that day out uh, in schedules, but uh, yeah, I mean, Jason, a lot of primetime Sixers games heading into the fall. Um, you know, like Jen said, we got to keep the spirits high. Let's win some of these games, you know, uh, if you're the Sixers, if you're the Eagles, Phillies as well. So, I mean, a lot, a lot of great uh, games just going to be happening. A lot of great events going on in Philadelphia as we enter the fall season and into the winter, Jason. I mean, can't ask for more if you're a Sixers fan with all with all these games in the primetime slot. I'm excited about the primetime games. Like, don't get me wrong. The primetime games are going to be awesome. I am just praying that this <laughs> season that we don't get another second round exit. Oh, because that that's all I can down. really focus on. <laughs> that's all I can really focus on with this team. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm excited for the primetime games. I'm so excited that we get to play the Celtics on opening night, regardless of where Kevin Durant goes. But you killing know me. what? You're killing me. But but you know what? I do feel like with the way that the Sixers have handled the offseason so far, I'm more optimistic, I'd say, than a lot of other people. I don't know where they're going to end up. But you know what? At the end of the day, as long as Joel has a good season, as long as we can get a lot of production out of Tyrese Maxey and James Harden, and we don't have to rely on the coaching of Doc Rivers, I feel like this team has a has potential yeah. to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I am. But right now, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, my mind is still in summer. <laughs> and like I'm getting ready for football season. I can't even think about basketball. Oh, I cannot I wait. I cannot wait for basketball. I'm I'm excited for the Eagles. <sighs> I I just want I, I I need them to come back this season. Just give me some highlights to start the year and get get me pumped up again. I want to be pumped up by the Sixers again. They had a good they had a good offseason. Tyrese Max looks like he's had a good offseason. And whatever happens, past the second round. Yeah, It'll just the I agree. Round. I'm with you. I'm with you. I do That's agree. I'm with you. I want the bragging rights on Christmas Day just for the Knicks fans that we know. I just want in the garden. I just want those bragging rights too. Just just for for some early season fun. That's all. That's all. Then we can go and talk about the playoffs when we get here. And hopefully we're not. Uh, you know, shedding a tear again with this team because that's all they seem to do every single year with us. I just, I just shed a tear every year. Um, this year I probably wasn't like as shy. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, figure it. Second round again. I mean, you know, 
let's not make this a habit again this year. That that's the goal, but we'll find out. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, just want to get your guys' quick thoughts. KD, uh, Harden. I'm cool either way if the trade happens or not. I'm cool. I don't think they have enough draft capital. Why? I think that's what's going to hold them up uh, to even get KD unless he wants to force himself here. I, I don't know what's going to happen. He doesn't have as much leverage as I think he thinks, especially when he's under contract for four years. It just kicks in this year. Um, but I'm cool either way. I love Tyrese Maxey. I think they can win with the core they have now and all the depth that they have now. I think they're fine. They go get Kevin Durant. I think that's great, too, because you can mix and match so many different rotations when you have guys like Harden and beat Kevin Durant and you can mix and match. So I'm cool either way. They don't they don't get them. I don't really care if they keep it. If they keep Tyrese Maxey and all the all the young players that they have, I'm cool with that, too. But Katie and Harden, they've been hanging out, uh, went to a Travis Scott concert together. Um, they, they, they've been, you know, they, they, they seem to be back to being friends again. Jen, where are we at? on this Kevin Durant Sixers possibly situation? I, I'm i fine either way as well. Um, I, I do think that Kevin Durant would be a bit a bit expensive. So, you know, either way. But I'm, I also want to see how this year is going to play out now. Like last year, um, you know, we, we were facing the, the saga won't you know won't get into any of that um oh, but let, did you wait did you see he got agree he got he figured out the grievance he got I, I hope he got nothing I I hope he got about ten dollars I hope they gave him ten dollars and laughed in his face he shouldn't have gotten a penny a shame. he shouldn't have got a penny I heard that that was kept like under wraps like we don't know you know what the situation gonna come out. was there but you know, listen to not to sidestep off that, but we've come a long way on Planet Philly because this time last year we were talking about a whole different topic when it came to the Sixers, and now yep. we're talking about Katie and Harden. Who, who would have thought? Like, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, you're right. Uh, wow. So much we've, better. <laughs> we've, we've we've come a long way, guys. It's something to be proud of. But um, I just want to see how this team this team right now handles this year. Now, obviously, I'm not the general manager. I don't have the final say. So if the KD trade happens, it happens. But if not, I would love to see how this team uh, kind of, you know, takes from last year's example and puts it into this year. Just like with the Eagles, you know, some of the issues that they know that the, the Sixers now that they had last year worked on and coming into this year, I want to see how that plays out. But if they do go out and get Katie, that would also be sensational as well. So I think it's, you know, it's a 50-50. There's a lot to be excited for, you know, for the Sixers either way. Yeah, I, I think either way it goes, I'm cool with it. Uh, Jason, final word on this topic. Um. Well, before I get to that, I have to add on to Jen's point because she's right about, you, you know, us coming a long way because oh. it's not even just about the Sixers, but also, like, look at the Phillies last year. Yeah. And also, like, look at look at where the Eagles are, are now exactly. compared to last season. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, getting Jason. A.J. Brown, getting yeah. Hassan Riddick. Yeah. Jason, let, let me go into that. I think, I think I went – I can't even tell you how many months without talking about Benson. Like – we talked about I Ben. Remember. I talked about Ben Simmons almost every week. It was on either on all sides at Rowan Radio, Planet mm-hmm. Philly. I'm so glad that he's out of our hair. He, this he better be the last straw. He was a separate topic from the Sixers. Oh, like he was. he was his own Philly exactly. sports topic. Oh, just he was think about it. Yeah. Just to so, give you a frame of reference. Um, I'm sorry, you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You go first. 
you go first. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry for cutting you off. And oh, thank you fine. for letting me cut you off. Uh, just to give you a frame of reference, I didn't even know much of the Simmons saga until we started talking about it on Planet Philly. Just to You're give welcome. all the listeners a plain a plain frame of reference of how much we talked about the Sixers. I, I was like a Ben expert by the time we got done talking about. I talked about Ben Simmons. Listen, I was a gigantic Ben Simmons I supporter. I was a supporter too. Jason, yeah, just yes, you were Jason. The, wow. Jason and I, and especially me, I was a when he came out of college, I I was all in. All right, he doesn't have to shoot all this. Oh, yeah. I defended that man to the core, and this is what he gives the fan base. The, the the entire fan base defended him to to the end. But when you start playing like the way he did, and just quit, and just quit, you lose me. You lose me, and that's why yes. Ben yes. Simmons will never ever ever get a nice thing said about about him from me i it will never Nick. happen again it'll never happen again go ahead jason Nick, it, it's not just that he quit it's also that he lied he lied about mental quit. health quit he lied and he should he never also, no. uh, <laughs> and and the only reason why he came back was for his paycheck and all daryl asked him all daryl asked him is that when he pulled the mental health card, he said, okay, but like, you got to give me kind of like, kind of like a hall pass. Like whenever like you used to have to give that's like your teacher, like if you were late, if you were late to class, he had to give, you know, Daryl Morey, some sort of certification that he was getting help and he didn't do that. So he lied. Yeah, he lied he's to a joke. everybody. He's a joke. I hope, I hope the first time, cause we already saw him come back, but I hope the first time, the first time he comes back, I hope he really gets booed when he steps on the floor during during those during those uh, intros when you know you hear you know the fans they chant you know what they chant during the intro uh, to the opposing teams. I hope they boo him louder than in anything. Keep it civil, just a boo, no throwing things, nothing like that. But he deserves a gigantic, gigantic boo, and that that's all I'm gonna say. I rest my case yeah. on Ben Simmons and his grievance that he settled with the Sixers. I think it's totally ridiculous. Go ahead, Jason. Final word. On Yes. On, on the six. So, so I want to get back to the whole Kevin Durant thing. Um, hypothetically speaking, okay, let's well, well, first of all, let's put this in the context right now. Would you would you say, would both of you say that Kevin Durant is the best player in the, the NBA right now? Arguably. Okay. Would you say Tyrese Maxey is the best player in the NBA? God no. no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So from just a from just that perspective, you would think to yourself, oh yes, like Kevin Durant, like if he's if he's arguably a top three player or like the best player on the planet, then you have to go for him. The problem is that what makes it so much more complicated, it's not about Tyrese, it's about Kevin Durant himself. It's the fact that Kevin Durant left Golden State, he went to Brooklyn. And he wanted to get Kyrie, and he wanted to get DeAndre Jordan, and he wanted Steve Nash, and he wanted James Harden, and now he's having problems with the organization, and he has still has four years left on his contract. And the chemistry that was going on on the court, it just – he. It, it, it was just for him, it wasn't all his fault, you know, Kyrie not being vaccinated and all that sort of stuff, but he was tired of it. And the fact that he's just turning on the t on the organization now really says a lot about his character. And from a Sixer standpoint, do I want that? I don't think I do. 
And, um, you know, I'm sure that him and Doc Rivers are going to butt heads. And I don't think that that's going to be good for the organization just from a chemistry standpoint. But as a player, yeah, of course you would take the best player on the planet. But the other thing that you have to remember, too, is that Tyrese Maxey is 21 years old. And this year, he could be averaging 22 points per game. I think that that's a realistic goal. And if Durant is averaging 25, that's only like three points difference. And then you're going to think to yourself, oh, Maxie's only going to continue to get better. And that's why, yes, it's like, do we go for our future? Or, 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 or sorry, do we save up for our future? Or do we go in this win now mode? And I'm back and forth. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I look at it from both perspectives. Yeah, I, and you could you could be right either way. Either way, it, it could be the right direction for the Sixers. You go in the win-now mode. You don't know how long you have with Embiid, with his injury history, and you know the history of I, seven-footers. I was, so, I was also going to add, too, Kevin Durant's injury He's history. got an injury history, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a focal point. So, listen, I, I think – that's why I'm saying I, I could go either way. I, I, you know, if they keep, you know, the core they have now, I'm cool with that. Cause I think they can win with the team they have right now. And then also if you go get Kevin Durant, I mean, that's not a bad thing either. He's arguably the best player in basketball. So either way, I, I think the Sixers um, are, are okay. If, if they decide to keep with the team they have right now and go that route, I mean, they have a lot of depth now. You go the Kevin Durant route, you win with the superstars. Either way, I think I think is a win win for the Sixers, and you know it could blow up in their face either way. So I mean, listen, they could stand pat and be fine, and then also you know go out and make a gigantic move, which which I think either way, I think the Sixers would would be in the right to do uh, whatever they decide and go for. So listen, we it, it's going to be an interesting couple of more weeks. We're going to see how this unfolds, but I, I'm very excited. Uh, for for the fall and just in general with basketball, base, you know, October baseball and football coming around. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a busy time for Planet Philly and all of us for sure. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. But you know, we have to we have to cool off on the sports talk a little bit. And we have to end the show. You know, we we do Space Jam in every every single episode. But I mean, this is a special edition of Space Jamming because we were all jamming. We went to the vinyl verse tour. Logic. We had Wiz Khalifa, 24K Golden, Philly's own DJ drama. I mean, it was a great packed house. Uh, I was at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion now. I think that I think that's what it is. It used to be BB&T Pavilion. That's what I'll always call it. I think we'll always always call it that too. Yeah, Susquehanna Bank Center. I mean, it's had 18 (laughs) different names uh, up to this point. So, um, yeah, we had a great time. We got this. You got to see. all these artists and, you know, we even heard some Eagles chants and, you know, before we get going on like our favorite moments and all, we, we, when we first got there, we ran into a guy. Now this, this guy, I, I don't understand where he was. So I I'm assuming he's a Boston fan. He had a Boston. It, no, listen, it's like 80, 90 degrees outside, whatever it was. It was hot. It was a hot day, but you know, as the sun goes down, it gets better. This guy had a Boston Bruins hockey Jersey on in the parking lot, saw Jason in a Philly shirt and started saying, you lost to the Mets, the Mets. I he was saying it in such a funny way. Um, I, I thought it was funny, but Listen, uh, I yeah, that's how he said it. So, uh, Jason, I'll go to you because he's the one who called you out. 
Boston, and then he's talking about the Mets. I think he had a couple, uh, a couple of adult beverages beforehand, but you know, that that that's beside the point. He was making fun of the Phillies. I'm like, dude, you clearly haven't been watching the Phillies. Well, he he wanted them to win. I don't know if you remember that. I guess but right. He I, I don't does know. Not like the Mets. He. He did say that he wanted the Phillies to win this weekend, and he was like, "Y'all lost to the Mets." And then he's, <laughs> and then he talked about like his, uh, it wasn't his, uh, it, it, he talked about his rent. Yeah, like he put his, he put his rent money upward or something, or you know, for uh, like, you know, for like betting, like uh, oh, I guess man, put put crazy. a put a few but, dollars. But down. that is what exactly describes what being a Philly sports fan is all about. Yep. Even though he's not. Even though he had a Boston Bruins jersey on, okay, yeah, like that's I don't know. That was weird. That's what it's all about. That was know? a weird but, one. But I'm I'm just saying, you know, like the blue collar sort of mentality yeah. and the passion and all that. So it, it was funny, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was quite a yeah. that was quite an interaction. And Jen, we talked about it at the concert. We heard the Eagles chants probably what three, four times maybe about about that, right? I mean, that was that, oh, and you yeah. always get them right. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, as 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 I was telling in the chat or telling telling you guys in the chat a couple weeks ago when I went to see the weekend, right after the weekend concert was over and the lights came on at the link, in my section, loud and proud, there is an Eagles chant. Of course, I joined in. Like, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not dumb. Um, but you know, it's just everywhere you go, and it kind of touches on Jason's point. Like, that's you know what you get in this area. It's just a bunch of really dedicated, passionate sports fans. And especially at, you know, at both concerts, you happen to get Eagles fans or, you know, Philly fans who just did the Eagles cheer. Cause like, why not? Um, yeah, it was, and that was, that was pretty cool as well. I mean, especially hearing it three or four times, like at the weekend, you just heard it once, so, you know, yeah. if you, if you missed it, that was it. But, you know, you had a, you had a chance at the vinyl verse tour to get it, get it in, you know, like a couple of <laughs> times. So it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty yeah. fun. Who, was, who was the guy that sang the John Moran song? Cause oh. I thought that, that was good. That was, I, I think was it was, was it unreleased or something? Ah, oh, was it, it might've been C.Dot Castro, C.Dot Castro, maybe one, one yeah, of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was C.Dot. Yeah, I it was one it. of the openers. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, And then there was, <laughs> there was one funny moment. I do remember. Um, So Logic was showing like a picture with him and he had a net shirt on. And then all of a sudden behind us, you heard bleep the nets, which I thought was great. That was funny. That was great. Um, so I didn't you know, even know why you said that, but now yeah, I actually yeah, know. logic. He had like a picture of himself on on the on the big screen with a net shirt on, and all you hear is bleep the nets from some dude uh, in the crowd. And hey, it doesn't get more Philly than that. It was Planet Philly there for sure. Um, but guys, moving along, uh, I have to get your favorite moment from the concert. Uh, could be at any point. It could be from one of the artists, you know, something we did, something, you know, just anything. Jen, I'll, I'll go to you first, uh, your favorite moment from the concert. Actually, you know, I got I got to the one's kind of a shorter one, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this one. But throughout the concert, I was posting, you know, on Instagram, like the different headliners and like um, everybody who was who's performing. And I happened to post 24K Golden uh, just <laughs> because like, you know, it was my first time seeing actually all three of, um, you know, 24 uh, Logic and uh, Wiz Khalifa as well. So, you know, I wanted to post about it. And uh, 24K Golden, like he did. The, the the story and I was I thought that was pretty cool you know I'm like a casual fan I'm not as much of a diehard fan as you but um definitely it was a, it was a pretty fun moment but I will say you know like one of the the greater moments of uh the tour just like 
logic in his interaction with his fans, especially at the end, which I know we'll probably touch on in a, a, a little bit, but um, there was a kid, there was a guy in a wheelchair. There's a kid in a wheelchair, I believe. Um, he's from, he came all the way, as we saw earlier from Dubai, and he was having trouble seeing people were like getting picking on him because he couldn't see because he you know he has he has a wheelchair so logic led him on the stage and came out or he came out and logic was singing um every day i believe it was, it was yeah, every, day. every day yep final song final song the final song and he um the kid from dubai got the best seat in the house right from the stage so i'm sure that definitely made I mean, his entire year, basically. Oh, yeah. um, but it was, I just love that kind of interaction because you don't see that so often with a lot of artists or even like a lot of athletes. You don't see that kind of interaction. And it's just it it's it's really cool. Those moments really matter. You gave him free yeah. merch, too. Yeah. 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 He did, Jason. So, if you had to, if you had to pick one moment, it could be the same one as Jen's. What was your favorite part of the concert? Favorite moment? Um, the. I will say, as far as performance goes from Logic, the one thing that I loved, and I didn't realize this, but when he asked what everybody's favorite holiday was, (laughs) and somebody shouted out Christmas, I was not expecting the song that he used from, um, what's that called now? Why am I blanking now on the name? It was a Deck the Halls, was it? It was Deck the Hall. Something like, like that, yeah. No, 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 no. It was it Deck was the Deck Halls, Halls, right? Yeah. It was Deck the Halls, but like, why am I blanking out on like the name? Oh, yeah, Fade Away. Fade, fade it was away. Fade Away, yeah. yeah it was that's fade what away. it was. Yeah. It was Fade my, Away. Probably okay. my favorite Logic song of all yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, like him just using that that demo and like playing it from like the beginning, like, I was like, okay, like, okay, like, where's this going to go? And then as soon as I heard like the Oz, I was like, oh, damn, this is really <laughs> freaking cool. Um, So I, I really enjoyed that. I also really liked So High by Wiz Khalifa. Every time I think about that song, I feel like I'm Kanye in a, in a sort of sense because like, I, you know, I see colors. Like every time, like every time, like I listen to music. So, um, you know, and I was and I was literally seeing space. And every time I listen to that song, I keep thinking about outer space. Yeah. Planet hey, Philly, outer yeah, space. Yeah, outer space. I like how you it brought cool. it off all full circle here. But yeah, I thought I thought that was a that was a great time. Uh I, I thought that was Wiz, I thought Wiz's set was awesome. I thought Logic set. I thought, I thought everyone did it. I thought it was a well put together show. Um and I'm just happy that all of us could just go together. Yeah, yeah. It was like last yeah. second, last Absolutely. second. Let's go. And we had a Planet Philly field trip. Nothing, nothing better. Um, I think my favorite moment. Um, you, Jen mentioned the fan interaction. The YouTuber that Logic pointed out was in, in the crowd. Uh, gave him his flowers. Uh, on stage. Uh, literally gave him flowers on stage. Um, just the fan interaction. Logic always does a great job with that. He always puts on a good show and, you know, is always kind of caring out with, uh, you know, looking out for his fans, caring about his fans all the time. And, you know, you have to give credit where credits due. He definitely did that this show. Bringing uh, somebody the, also gave him flowers too. Yeah. Someone gave him flowers too. So he was interacting with the crowd a lot. You love, I love to see when artists do that. So that was probably my favorite moment. Um, I know Jen loved that one too. And, you know, the one at the end, I mean, who, who, who can't, who doesn't love that? Uh, they had the video logic put out the video uh, today um, with the, with the young kid in the wheelchair, I believe he was like 19 years old. Um, who couldn't see, they bring him up and I, you know, that, that just makes a kid's day year. I mean, just anyone's day year. Um, and it's just a moment they'll never forget. So with that, I want to ask you guys who had the best set 
Now, this is this might be a tough one. Who had the best set? I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I, I might not even have an answer for you. Uh, Jen, you can lead things off. Um, who had the best set, do you think, in your opinion? Yeah, so like as I was mentioning earlier, I'm very much a casual fan of all three of those artists. Um, but so like, you know, from a casual fan standpoint, uh, Wiz Khalifa, he had most of, you know, his like major hit songs during yep. his set. So it was easily, you know, you could gravitate towards that. But in terms of like performance wise and really putting on a show, I would say Logic. But just for me personally, I would I would definitely choose Wiz. I mean, he came out right away in the, in the second song of Black and Yellow. I've been like, I was waiting <laughs> for that. Um, so High uh, definitely has been in my rotation lately. You know, I, not surprising. Um, and then ending, ending, I just, it's, the songs, I mean, as I mentioned in like Space Jam and all them songs that are like vibey and tell a story, it's just, it's, it's for me. Um, and then ending with the We Will Rock You rendition oh, and yeah. then coming back and then performing Young, Wild and Free. That was, Everybody went crazy. Of course yeah. I went crazy. Um, so I definitely, <laughs> I love that set. Not to say I didn't love the other two, but I think Wiz had the best set in that all regard, especially I, from a casual a casual standpoint. Yeah, I Wiz was awesome. I think I've seen Wiz, that's my second time seeing Wiz. I think this time was even better than last time. Jason, how about you? I'm Who had the best all- set? <laughs> every time I'm, I'm thinking about the whole we will rock you like edition i'm just thinking of him like running up the freaking platform yeah. and just laying down yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i listen oh, i'm with you it was he was he had a, he had a fun set um, i can't lie i can't lie i i i i think that logic i think it's easy to say that logic had the best but i I don't, I, I feel like you can go back and forth. I really liked how, you know, in the very beginning, you know, like you had C dot, you, you know, go up there and you also had like some other guys that were like from Philly. And I thought that that was really cool, you know, to just get them involved. Um, that was one thing that I liked, you know, and the other thing that I also thought was really good, you know, from, from just logic standpoint was his transition. Yes. We they talked were, about that that so night. Smooth. We talked oh, about that man. that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even just the Christmas thing. It was also just, um, like, all the crowd interaction moments that he had and him also talking about, you know, there was there was one point, like, where he was talking about how, um, you know, he stopped smoking weed and then, and then Wiz <laughs> Khalifa, like, on the tour, like, actually got him back into doing it. He stopped because he had a, he had a son. And Wiz was like, what you do? That was funny. That was hilarious. That was really I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, for me, I, you know, I was very excited to see 24k Golden. I've been a big 24k Golden fan, you know, City of Angels. I thought he was, he was a great opener, uh, for, for, um, for Logic and for Wiz Khalifa. I thought that was, um, he was a great open, uh, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. Uh, he, he wasn't, I don't know who my favorite would have been. I thought all three were good. I thought it was just overall great show. Um, and then having DJ drama host it kind of in between sets, you know, playing some you know hit songs here and there, bringing out local guys. I thought that was really, really cool. But, you know, overall, I don't know. I don't know who I can go. I thought Wiz was great. Logic was great. I, 24K I hadn't seen before. So, I mean, that I was really excited to see him. So I'll just say just seeing 24K going for the first time, I thought um, he, he really impressed me uh, for sure. He got the crowd pretty hyped. Uh, with a lot of his hit songs, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go with that. Um, and then um, any anything else? I, I know Jason said that uh, the transitions. I, I'm in agreement with you um, with Logic um, going from song to song. That's something that stood out to me, Jen. Anything that else that stood out to you? 
Yeah, um, and this is something too that stood out, you know, from the after hours till dawn tour with the weekend. But I think something we don't appreciate enough is the visuals. I mean, like with the tour, yes. especially with the vinyl burst tour, uh, the visuals in the background were awesome. Um, for with for especially for twenty four K Golden, like the the trippy, like colorful, really cool looking visuals were awesome. Um, Wiz obviously had a lot of references to marijuana. Um, so it was like really, it was, it was funny, but it was like, it, I mean, it made sense. It fit in. It looked, it looked great. Um, the weed and boys, uh, the opening, the opener, that visual was like awesome. And then logic had visuals like throughout that were just like awesome. So I am somebody when I'm on tour, I'm watching the visuals, I'm watching the performer, but I'm also watching the visuals just cause I just, I love, I love a good show all around and it. A lot of it makes is like part of the visuals. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I thought the visuals were great, uh, especially for Logic set. I thought Logic had some really cool um, art behind them, and that, that was yeah, awesome, perfect. too. Perfect I mean, just so good. Yeah, for, for every song, I, I felt like was was yeah. great, and especially Perfect as a great song. I, I showed you the remix today, both yeah, you. I said the remix. Um, but, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, it was, it was a fun time. The Planet Philly crew had a great field trip uh, to the Vinylverse tour. Jason, uh, one last word. I know you yeah. want to get something else in. Yeah, I just I wanted to also say too, like I had no idea about 24k Golden's like story. Like yeah. I had no idea that I had no idea that he dropped out of college and just him talking about that and being very open about it, I think really was something that also stood out to me and other people in the audience too, because it, you know, it makes you think about like all the other musicians that, you know, are in that spot and just trying to find their way not just in the music world, but in life. And, you know, I think that as people that are really into sports, even though like we're not athletes, like we're journalists and, and we're also, you know, content creators ourselves. And I feel like sometimes, you know, people get this misconception about, you know, like going to school and like, you know, you have to do this in order to do this and all that sort of stuff. And I just thought that that was really interesting to me. And it was something that stood out to me. And it makes me think that, you know, you don't have to go one certain way. Like there's many ways to skin a cat, they would say. Yeah, no, I, great point there. Great point. I mean, listen, I think we all agree that was a, it was a fun time. The Planet Philly crew got out. Have a good time. Good laugh. Couple of drinks here and there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was a great time. So um, overall, great concert, Vinyl Verse Tour, Logic Wiz Khalifa, 24K Golden, um, Planet Philly Crew showed out, and uh, you know it was a fun time. But that's going to do it for us here on this week's episode of Planet Philly. For Jen McGraw, Jason Joseph, I'm Nick Earnshaw. Remember to hit that subscribe button on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, follow us on all the socials at Planet Philly Pod, email us at planetphillypod at gmail dot com we'll see you next time it's been a pleasure and always remember to follow and subscribe at planet philly podcast